Hello, chefs. This is Chef's PSA Podcast. I'm your host, Andre Natera. On today's episode, we're going to talk about red flags for chefs and for cooks. Stay tuned. This episode of Chef's PSA is sponsored by JNR Grills and Smokers. I used JNR Smokers and Grills for over five years as a chef, and I can tell you there's a huge difference cooking over live fire or smoking with wood than using gas. There's only one way to get that real wood flavor. And now they've just released the JNR Vault holding cabinet. It'll probably be the last holding cabinet you'll ever buy. It's built with 14 gauge stainless steel interior. It's ultra durable. It has precise electronic temperature control. The exterior doesn't get hot and it's gonna outlast those other holding cabinets that you've used that always break down. If you're gonna put all that effort into grilling and smoking perfect meat, then you probably need the right cabinet to go with it. They build everything in Texas and ship to all 50 states and over 50 countries. JR, they'll stand with you. They've always stood with me. Go to jrmanufacturing.com to learn more. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Before we get started, I'm going to give you all a brief update. I have some new merch just came out. Chef's PSA merch established 2022 because that's when I started Chef's PSA. So there's a hoodie. There's a t-shirt. It has a stoic face, straight-faced chef on it. Go get it. Wear it with pride. Show some support for your favorite chef's podcast. I appreciate it. It's Christmas season. So go to chefspsa.com where you can get the merch, including those new hoodies and t-shirts. The books, Culinary Leadership Fundamentals, Line Cook Survival Manual, which by the way, if you didn't know, both of those are Amazon bestsellers. Best-selling author two times now. How Not to Be the Biggest Idiot in the Kitchen, Kitchen Art of War, and Bad Sue, Good Chef. Speaking of Bad Sue, Good Chef, I'm in the process of writing the next book. I'm tentatively calling it Bad Cooks Everywhere, and it will be in that same series of the Bad Sue, Good Chef. So make sure you go read that book first before you read this one to provide context. But I'm already working on that, and let's see how long, set your watch. Let's see how long it takes me to get this done. I redesigned the cover. I put it up on my Instagram today because the first cover that was like animated style didn't get enough feedback on it that it was the one. So I redesigned it, changed the name. So originally it was Bad Cooks, Bad Chefs. Now it's just Bad Cooks Everywhere. This is the new book cover. If you're listening on Spotify, you can't see it. But anyway, there's video on Spotify. You can figure it out. If you're watching on YouTube, obviously you can see it. Make sure you hit the subscribe button, the thumbs up. If you're listening on Spotify, make sure you leave five stars. It's a five-star podcast. Nothing less than five stars because that would make you a liar and we don't like liars. Anyway, today's subject is red flags. And I put up on my Instagram stories today to encourage people to share their red flag stories. And uh, there's some good ones in there, but I'm going to talk to you about red flags today and some things that I look for that I consider red flags when I'm hiring cooks and chefs. Everything from the job interview to their first impressions at work when they start and things that I'm looking for when I'm out looking for a job as a chef and things that I would encourage people to look out for when you're interviewing. Because remember, an interview is always a two-way street. You're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you. So keep that in mind. 
Here's a, a little story. When I was a young chef, I took a chef job and during the interview process, I could tell that the person interviewing me who was going to be my boss did not like me and cut the interview short, basically talked about themselves the entire time, answering questions that I didn't ask, didn't want to know anything about me. And then called me up a week later and told me I didn't get the job, but I really wanted this job. This was like the dream job for me. Well, this person's boss was good friends with a good friend of mine. So they got a phone call saying, you need to hire Andre. And so after they rejected me, they called me back a couple of weeks later to find out if I was still interested in the job. Now that should have been a red flag because I would have been working for someone that was forced to hire me, but I was young and stupid and really wanted the job. So I took the job anyway. Now this person, my boss also wanted to dictate how I ran the kitchen, how I cooked, what I put on the menu and was very upfront about that early on in the interview process. But in my opinion, I was like, well, once they see my food, they'll quickly change their mind. Boy, was I wrong. And I ended up being basically a puppet on some strings, running the kitchen the way someone else wanted me to run it, cooking someone else's food and really having you know, my wings clipped basically as an exec chef. And there was all sorts of red flags. And I knew them early on before I even took the job, but I wanted the job so bad that I did it. Anyway, that's a lesson for me. Sometimes the red flags are staring you right in the face and you refuse to notice them because you're blinded by you know, the shiny new object or whatever the case may be. But we digress. It's important that you identify red flags early on before you're taking a job. It's important that you identify red flags when you're interviewing someone and early on when someone starts working for you. You will save yourself so many headaches as the chef taking on a new job or a cook taking on a new job if you're going into a kitchen that you don't want to be in and you notice it early on. Because trust me, the signs are there. The signs are there when you're interviewing someone if they're going to be a problem later on. They're not always there, but the majority of the time when you really self-analyze it afterwards, you could usually say, yeah, the red flags were there and I just chose not to see them. When someone starts, red flags are all over. It's important that you address them early on because it starts to build up and then it becomes a bigger problem later on. So let's talk about the hiring process. Having a consistent resume is important. So, you know, that's, that's the first introduction. Where are the red flags going to be in the resume? Well, for me, the red flag is how long have they been in positions and what are their patterns? You know, something I talk about often is that don't be blindsided by people because when you think about it, if you expect them to be themselves, you'll never be disappointed. Meaning. If they have a history of doing something, don't be shocked when they do it again, because you could see it coming a mile away. If they have a history of changing jobs every three months, why would you think that you're going to be any different? And then you're shocked when they do. If they have a history of doing something, a good predictor of future performance is past behavior. Like that's 101. So if you want to know what someone's going to do when they work for you, figure out what they did in the past. A good way is just ask open-ended questions, get them to tell you stories, probe a little bit see how they think, see how they work. Now, of course, there's always exceptions to the rule. A lot of people had to go through a lot of jobs during the COVID era, but that should, that should be obvious to you. It's an exception to the rule because maybe you had to deal with that as well. But if you look at previously, if everywhere that they work, they're there one month, two months, three months, they have nothing but bad things to say about their former employer. It's always someone else's fault. It's never their fault. They avoid personal responsibility. Those are all red flags to me especially speaking badly about a former employer. If they're going to speak badly about a former employer to you who they just met, they will surely speak badly about you. It's not a good sign. There's a tactful and professional way to just say it just wasn't a good fit versus all sorts of bad things and personal things that you could say about them. And yeah, just, just don't remain professional. 
a lot of times if someone's jumped around a job four or five times and everywhere else is toxic and they're great, you start to wonder if maybe they're the toxic one. Another red flag is when people say that they were looking to cut costs and their position got eliminated. Now, that does happen. Restaurants do cut costs and positions do get eliminated. But if their position has been eliminated multiple times, read between the lines. If they're always getting their position eliminated, it's usually because they've been deemed the person who is not necessary for the operation to function. And trust me, these conversations happen behind the scenes where you're saying whose job is going to get eliminated. And if that person's job always gets eliminated, why were they always first choice? You have to ask yourself those questions. Make sure you check the references. I know, I know it's common sense. Like you got to be a real dummy to put a reference on there. That's not going to say something good about you. But I've had situations where I've called people's references and say, what do you think about this person? And there was, there was one situation where someone said, what? They put me down as a reference? Really? Me? I can't believe that they would put me down as a reference considering how they left. It was like, oh yeah, all the, all the alarm bells were going off and the red flags, but I was stupid. I ended up hiring that person and yeah, I should have listened to the reference. Sometimes I got blinded by really nice resumes and experience and then I didn't trust my gut or the feedback or the, I didn't notice the red flags. And then I'd hire people and they, they just were not a good fit. When I hire chefs, executive chefs, sous chefs, or anything like that, sometimes even cooks, I normally put them through some sort of cooking trial. You know, with the cook, it might be just something simple like dice an onion, or there's a stage of some sort, paid stage, you know, for clarity. Or I put a chef through a cooking mystery basket or tell them to cook food like the style of restaurant. Now, my go-to cooking test, the one that I've been using the most often, and I've talked about this on another podcast, Mastering the Cooking Interview, is normally an artichoke a live lobster, a whole fish, a whole chicken, and then make something impressive. And the reason I give some of those things is because a lot of people may have advanced their culinary career without ever breaking down an artichoke or a lobster. You know, they buy lobster tails only, so they haven't started from live. Or they've bought chicken parts and they've never butchered a whole chicken. Or they've never even cleaned an artichoke because they've always bought them cleaned or in cans or in oil or something like that. And you'd be surprised how many people don't show up once they find out that they got to do a cooking interview. It's always the same excuse, like, oh, you know, something came up, they took another job. But just having a cooking interview sometimes eliminates a lot of the riffraff. That would be my advice. Like, if you're hiring people, have them go through some form of cooking interview, make it a little bit difficult. You don't want to make it too easy, but when they find out that they have a cooking interview and they don't show up, well, you may have just dodged a bullet. Then when it comes to the cooking interview, it's all the other red flags, like how clean do they work? Do they work messy? Like, that's usually the first big red flag to me. Do they prep their own mise en place or do they have the audacity to steal the mise en place of the kitchen that they're working in and, and then say they made it, which I have seen that happen before. I've seen people just grab random things out of the cooler that they don't know what it is and then just put it on their dish. And then I look at it and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that we made that only to find out. Yeah. You know, afterwards you talk to the chefs and like, oh yeah, he was, he raided our mise, stole all our product. It's like, okay. Yeah. Red flag. Showing up late for the interview, red flag. Poor hygiene, not looking the part when they show up for an interview, like dress for the part that you want. If you're going to work in a very fine establishment, you want to look professional. If it's a very casual place, it might not be as important, but look the part. In other words, you don't want to show up in a baseball cap, t-shirt, and jeans to the five-star hotel or the three Michelin star restaurant, because that might not be the look that they're going for. They might want something more professional. However, you wouldn't want to show up 
in a business suit or a tuxedo. You wouldn't wear a tuxedo to the park to play volleyball. Same, same thing applies. Dress appropriate for the occasion. Situational awareness, have some common sense, right? Self-awareness goes a very long way. The other thing is when you're interviewing people is just their inability to answer basic cooking questions. You know, they have this culinary school diploma or degree, and then you ask them, you know, what's the five mother sauces? And it's like, uh, uh, you know, they fumble around. They don't know them. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How do you make a roux? What's a basic vinaigrette recipe? You know, the basics. I'm not even talking about things that are very complex or like fringe skill sets. I'm talking about the basics. When they can't answer basic cooking questions, red flag. A personal red flag for me, and it, it's not a huge red flag, but when they start telling me that they want to get their food on their menu and they're applying for a cook position and they have no experience or they're right out of culinary school. Now, I get why they want to do that. They want to express their creativity. They want to do good. They want to learn. But that's not something for me that I look for on an interview. I want to know that you could do the food that we're doing in the particular restaurant. And a lot of times it's, again, it comes down to that self-awareness. You're just out of culinary school and you're going into, you know, a restaurant on the world's 50 best and you can't wait to tell the chef how to make their food. Like, come on, make sure your brain isn't so smooth. Now, when people start a new job, first day on the job, are they on time? Do they show up awake and ready, as I like to say? Proper uniform, knives in hand maybe a little bit early, but showing up late on your first day, red flag. Calling to change the schedule first day, red flag. Requesting massive amounts of time off immediately after taking the job, red flag. Asking for a raise on your first day, red flag. Talking to other cooks in the kitchen about how much they make, red flag. Those are just things you don't do on the first day. Get to know people. I did another podcast on fitting into new kitchens and there's a certain cadence that you're looking for. If everyone's hustling, you hustle. If everyone's working clean, you work clean. Doing the exact opposite is a red flag. Now, I'm not saying that these are red flag deal breakers and you can't hire them. But what I am saying is it's a red flag. Pay attention, correct them, put it in check, because if not, it will be a problem later. Another thing is immediate lack of respect, coming in and not being respectful to the dish team, to other cooks on the line, to the chef, to the service team, talking back, especially like on your first day and your first week. Big red flags. Don't like seeing that. People that come in and want to change everything to the place, how they did it at the last job, also a big red flag. No one ever wants to hear, oh, this is how we did it at my last job. Unless you're asked, which you may have a better and more efficient way to do things. And there's nothing wrong with that. But there's a time and place. It's important that you learn the new system. I've gone into kitchens many times where I think I know better, but I keep my mouth shut. And then later on, time will show me that I didn't know better because I didn't understand. I wanted to speak before I understood. Always seek to understand first before you start making judgment calls and assessments. Another red flag, 
for me is someone that immediately starts changing recipes, plating things differently, wanting to do things their own way, red flag. Not asking questions, talking during service when it's obviously busy and it's focus time, red flag. Calling off too much within the first couple of weeks of starting a new job, red flag. Now, again, things happen. I understand that. But if someone calls off week one and then they call off week two and then they call off week three, if you're a betting man, are you going to bet that they're going to call off on week four? Absolutely you are. And if, and if not, like what's wrong with you? As I said earlier, expect people to be themselves. Notice their patterns and expect them to repeat them. You know how hard it is for someone to break a pattern? Like, think about that. Like, how hard is it for you personally to break your patterns? Like, let's just say your pattern is, you know, you should work out and you don't. Like, how hard is it for you to break that pattern or something that you always eat or something that you always say? Like, you know how hard it is for you to break that pattern? Well, people have patterns. And if they're always doing something, expect them to repeat that. It's obvious. It's right in front of you. Red flag. Another red flag to me early on is them complaining too much about how hard the work is or saying that they're not going to do something because they don't get paid to do it early on. Like, I'm not going to clean. That's not my job. Those are all red flags early on. In a kitchen, I always run it as we should be willing to do every job in the kitchen. We have a win together, fail together mentality. So that means sometimes you might be washing dishes or putting away boxes in the cooler. Actually, sorry, rephrase that. Taking boxes out of the cooler because no boxes should go in the cooler. Chef's PSA, right? That's where gross things are stored in boxes on floors and warehouses. Anyway, we digress. Now, if you're a chef or a cook and you're applying somewhere, what are some red flags that you look out for? One, if a restaurant owner has a reputation of closing restaurants and not paying their staff, huge red flag, especially not paying their staff. Some people just have that reputation. They open a restaurant, they close a restaurant, they don't pay people and they, they burn their bridge around town. They say they've changed. Someone that's trying to lowball you and pay you more later to me is a red flag. And it doesn't mean I'm not gonna take the job, but it's usually a sign that they're not gonna pay you more later. Like the whole, you know, we'll, we'll reevaluate it based on performance. If it's not in writing, don't expect it to get done. Everything needs to be in writing. Everything needs to be upfront. Your time to negotiate is before you take the job, not after you take it. So promises of this and that and the other later, to me, a red flag, if they could pay you more later, they could pay you more now. Looking at the turnover of the kitchen that you're working in, they have a high turnover rate. Why? Why have they gone through five chefs in the last five months? Ask yourself that. Were all five chefs really bad? Remember, we were talking about patterns. If they've gone through five chefs in five months and it's month six and you're, and you're the sixth chef, guess what? Figure it out. It's, a, it's an IQ test. Dirty kitchens are a red flag for me unsanitary conditions, broken equipment. If you go in the kitchen and everywhere you look, the kitchen equipment is broken and this doesn't work and that doesn't work. That means they have no intention of fixing it. Light bulbs off here and there, red flags for me. I've been in many kitchens where people have wanted me to go and be the chef, but the kitchens are dirty. I just, I just don't go. I, I refuse to work in dirty kitchens as a chef. I just can't do it. It's gross to me. I don't like it. And if there's no ability to turn it around and make it a clean kitchen, because sometimes the kitchen's dirty, but you could fix it. But if it's one of those situations where it's dirty and there is no fix in it, I'm out. I will not take a job like that. Uh, an owner or a former chef who's going to be your boss and is going to dictate their menu. I shared that story early on where I worked for someone like that. Not a good situation. You need to be upfront. What are your job expectations before you go in? Do you have carte blanche on the menu? Are they dictating the menu items? 
All of this is important before you take the job. And by the way, I should go back and say that the person that I worked for that originally didn't want to hire me, the story at the beginning of this podcast, actually, we became really good friends. And eventually I turned that situation around. But the first few months were hell. Another thing that you're going to look for is looking at the staff. Do they seem unhappy? Do the other cooks on the line seem disengaged? Is it chaotic? All of these are the red flags that you need to look for before you take a chef job or a cook job in a kitchen. And lastly, I'll say red flags aren't always a deal breaker, but a combination of red flags could be the deal breaker that you're looking for when hiring, when taking a job, or when someone starts early on in your kitchen. Key points for me is look at the history, look at past behavior. It's a good indicator of what to expect in the future. And if there's a red flag and you need to turn down a job, do so with grace. Just say, you know what? just not going to be the right fit for me or explain to the person they're just not going to be a right fit for the kitchen that you're in now. Stop that bad behavior early on before it gets out of control. Trust your instincts. Do your due diligence. Talk to people. Use your network of chefs and cooks out there. Talk to friends that have been in those positions before you that you trust or that may know some of those people. I'm going to share some of the Instagram comments that were pretty good. There was a lot of them, but I'm going to share some of my favorite ones. Thank you all who commented on the Instagram poll with your red flags. I appreciate it very much. There were some good ones in there like don't be smelly, get your ego in check, show up on time, quit trying to change recipes, don't say how you did it at the last job, making sure the tape is cut straight, pet peeve of mine, the tape says everything about you as it was phrased. Make sure you drop some comments on what some red flags are for you. Let me know what you think of the show. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. If you're listening on Spotify, make sure you leave five stars. Go get yourself some merch. Go get yourself a Christmas present. Get one book for every single person in your kitchen. Thank you all very much. We'll see you next week. Hit the porno music.